it is my prayer at this time that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, the hearing and understanding of those present would be acceptable in your sight now and forevermore. Amen. Well, now that we don't have to be thankful anymore, we can get on with Christmas. So this is the first Sunday in Advent, even though Advent doesn't start until Thursday. Something like that. Um, and I was thinking this, this year for, for Advent, I want to look at like the, the four pillars of what Advent is. And as I was looking at these and considering them, I, I kind of came to this realization. Have, have you noticed that there are some words that don't mean what they used to mean? There, there, there are words we use today that don't quite mean the same thing that they used to mean maybe in our youth or maybe even further back than that. Um, I know when I was... Uh, taking my classes at seminary, the professors insisted that we all use the King James Bible um, because that's the version everybody knows. And that was the only reason they gave us. There are some words in there that don't mean the same thing today that they meant in the year 1666 when the King James Bible was written. But they still use those same words. I don't still use a King James Version. I don't use the King James Version when I'm preaching. I don't usually read from the King James Version. Although, I'll be honest with you, I love the way the poetry sounds. The poetry just sounds better in the King James Version to me. But I like to use the NIV Version when I'm up here. When I put scripture quotes in the bulletin, they're usually the NIV unless I say otherwise. But it's, it's just easier to read. It's easier to understand. But even then, there's words that just don't mean the same thing. Either that or they're, they're hard to translate. You know, we all hopefully understand the Bible was not written in English. It was originally the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. Despite what they'll tell you on certain news stations, Jesus was not an American. But, and, and, and even then, there are some words that just don't translate properly. There are even some words we don't even know what they mean, quite honestly. Scholars have made their best guess at some of these words, and we kind of go along with it. Because what choice do we have, really? Today's word is hope. The title of the sermon is elpizo, which is the Greek word for hope, the word that we translate to mean hope. But, and, and, and I don't know if it really is a matter of translation or the fact that maybe the word doesn't mean the same thing today as it used to mean, but the word hope itself for me feels weak. 
it feels like a weak word. Because typically when we talk about hope, when we are hoping something, typically we associate that with wishful thinking, don't we? Like, I hope we're going to have something good for dinner tonight. Because we've been eating hoagies. It won't be hoagies. That's good. We've been eating hoagies for days. We, we had hoagies for Thanksgiving dinner. That was good because we didn't have to. There was hardly anything to clean up. And it was okay. That's okay. But I hope we're not having hoagies for dinner tonight. Now, that might just be wishful thinking because I think we still got a hoagie in the fridge, don't we? No, you ate it. I ate it for lunch. Well, I hope we have something for dinner tonight. <laughs> But again, you know, well, okay, maybe that's not a great example of wishful thinking because we do go past a grocery store on the way home. We'll get something. But hope just seems to be mostly wishful thinking. Looking particularly at, uh, looking particularly at Christmas, for example. You ask a child what they want for Christmas, and they will tell you what they hope they get. And honestly, it's wishful thinking sometimes. I, as a child, after a certain point, always included on my Christmas list one thing that I knew there was no chance of me ever getting. I don't know why, but I knew I was never going to get that one thing. Maybe it was so that everything else I asked for looked reasonable. I don't know. But we have these hopes. And again, it's wishful thinking. But we're talking here about our faith. We're talking here about faith. And our convictions. And what we believe. Our scripture is from Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now, the real word hope, the way it's mentioned in Scripture, this elpizo, it really means faith. And there's a big difference between faith and wishful thinking, isn't there? Because our faith is spoken of in terms of we believe that. There's nothing, well, I hope, I hope for you, there's nothing wishful about that. There's a lot of people in this world, you, if you ask them, what's going to happen to you when you die? 
there are a lot of people who will say, well, I hope I go to heaven. I hope I go to heaven. With that idea of it being wishful thinking. Because they don't know. They don't have a confidence. Whereas the hope we're talking about in Scripture is that belief with a confidence to it. We talk commonly about having hope in God. And that cannot for us mean that we have wishful thinking when it comes to God. We, we're not, when we pray, we're not making wishes. We're not rubbing a magic lamp to try to invoke, you know, to get wishes from God. We come to him with hope, knowing that he's going to give us what's best. We pray, hopefully, here I'm using the word hopeful, hopefully with that expectation. That knowing that he hears us. And maybe we won't get exactly the thing that we pray for, but we'll get what's best for us. We'll get what's best for us. A few years ago, uh, when I started working as a Santa Claus, one of the things my mother gave me was a book of Christmas letters, letters that children had written to Santa Claus over the ages, some of them from the you know, late 1900s, or 1800s, excuse me, from the late 1800s. And I find it kind of, in I always found it kind of interesting what children were asking Santa Claus for, like 130 years ago. The most common thing the kids were asking for back then was oranges. Oranges. We always make a point of putting oranges in Kenny's stocking now, just because of that. And actually, one of the places where I work is the Santa Claus. Um, the, the woman who owns the place always gives me a bag of oranges to give the kids when they're done. And I, I, I later found out the reason why Santa Claus gave oranges. It's, it's very symbolic about the person of St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas, in case you didn't know, was the patron saint of pirates. And he would give children oranges so that they wouldn't get scurvy. Now, I, I like oranges. We got a bag of oranges sitting on the, sitting on the stove. Um, I eat oranges every once in a while. I'm, I'm not as worried about getting scurvy today as I might have been 130 years ago. But it's what was best for them. It's, it's good to not have scurvy, isn't it? It's, 
It's good to have the things that are better for us. An orange is better for us than chocolate. I, I eat more chocolate than oranges, as you can probably tell. But it's what's best for us that we receive. And we have our hope in that. We have our faith in that. Although some try to put their faith in what they want. Because there are people in this world who think God is granting wishes rather than answering prayer. There are people in this world who think that their faith is measured by what God gives them. We had a man in our church many years ago who was very angry at us. Very angry at the leaders of the church because his wife had died from cancer. After we came to pray for her to get better because we didn't pray right. Not everybody you pray for to get better is going to get better. That's not always what's best for us. But we come with hope. We come into this season with hope. Not just wishful thinking. But as we come into this season of Christmas, as we come into this season of Advent, and we are looking forward, we look forward with hope. The ancients, as they were waiting for the Messiah to come, looked for him with hope. Not because they thought it would be good if the Messiah came, but because they knew he was coming. Someday he would come. I believe from the time of Adam and Eve, they knew the Messiah was going to come. They just didn't know when. They didn't know when. I think Adam and Eve may have even thought one of their own children would be the Messiah. But he was a long time coming. And he came. Unfortunately, many have given up hope. Many have stopped looking. Many have a faith that doesn't have confidence. A faith that isn't as strong. How are we today? Hopefully strong in our faith. Hopefully strong in our hope.
knowing what we believe, knowing that God is there for us. Let us maintain this hope in these trying times. As the days get shorter, the nights are longer and darker. As we work our way toward Christmas. This program has been copyrighted under the Creative Commons Attributes Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. If you would like to contact Colin, please feel free to email colinroberts412 at gmail.com. this service is over your service may now begin as we go from this place let us go not wish with wishful thinking in our hearts but hope hope in the lord amen